Act Three of The Maid's Tragedy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Maid's Tragedy by Francis Beaumont and John Fletcher. Act Three. Scene One. Enter Cleon, Strato, and Diphilus. Your sister is not up yet. Oh, brides must take their morning rest. The night is troublesome. But not tedious. What odds he has not my sister's maidenhead to-night? No, it's odds against any bridegroom living. He ne'er gets it while he lives. You marry with my sister. You'll please to allow me the same freedom with your mother. She's at your service. Then she's merry enough for herself. She needs no tickling. Knock at the door. We shall interrupt them. No matter. They have the year before them. Good morrow, sister. Spare yourself to-day. The night will come again. Enter a mentor. Who's there? My brother? I am no readier yet. Your sister is but now up. You look as you had lost your eyes to-night. I think you have not slept. In faith, I have not. You have done better then. We ventured for a boy. When he is twelve, he shall command against the foes of Rhodes. Shall we be merry? You cannot. You want sleep. Aside. Tis true, but she, as if she had drunk lethe, or had made even with heaven, did fetch so still a sleep, so sweet and sound. What's that? Your sister frets this morning, and does turn her eyes upon me, as people on their headsmen. She does chafe and kiss and chafe again, and clap my cheeks. She's in another world. Then I had lost. I was about to lay you had not got her maidenhead to-night. Ha! Does he not mock me? You had lost indeed. I do not use to bungle. You do deserve her. I laid my lips to hers, and that wild breath that was rude and rough to me last night was sweet as April. I'll be guilty too if these be the effects. Enter Melantius. Good day, Amintor. For to me the name of brother is too distant. We are friends, and that is nearer. Dear Melantius, let me behold thee, is it possible? What sudden gaze is this? Tis wondrous strange. Why does thine eye desire so strict a view of that it knows so well? There's nothing here that is not thine. I wonder much, Melantius, to see those noble looks that make me think how virtuous thou art and on the sudden tis strange to me thou shouldst have worth and honour or not be base and false and treacherous and every ill but stay stay my friend i fear this sound will not become our loves no more embrace me oh mistake me not i know thee to be full of all those deeds that we frail men call good but by the course of nature thou shouldst be as quickly changed as are the winds, dissembling as the sea, that now wears brows as smooth as virgins be, tempting the merchant to invade his face, and in an hour calls his billows up, and shoots him at the sun, destroying all he carries on him. Aside. Oh, how near am I to utter my sick thoughts. But why, my friend, should I be so by nature? I have wed thy sister, who hath virtuous thoughts enough for one whole family, and it is strange that you should feel no want. Believe me, this compliment's too cunning for me. 
what should I be then by the course of nature, they having both robbed me of so much virtue? Oh, call the bride, my lord, a mentor, that we may see her blush and turn her eyes down. It is the prettiest sport. Evadne. My lord. Come forth, my love. Your brothers do attend to wish you joy. I am not ready yet. Enough, enough. They'll mock me. Faith, thou shalt come in. Enter Evadne. Good morrow, sister. He that understands whom you have wed need not to wish you joy. You have enough. Take heed you be not proud. Oh, sister, what have you done? I done? Why, what have I done? My lord, a mentor swears you are no maid now. <sighs> Push. He faith he does. I knew I should be mocked. With the truth. If twere to do again, in faith I would not marry. Aside. Nor I, by heaven. Sister, Dula swears she heard you cry two rooms off. Fie, how you talk. Let's see you walk. By my troth, you are spoiled. A mentor. Huh? Thou art sad. Who I? I thank you for that. Shall Diphilus, thou and I, sing a catch? How? Prithee, let's. Nay, that's too much the other way. I am so lightened with my happiness. How dost thou love? Kiss me. I cannot love you. You tell tales of me. Nothing but what becomes us. Gentlemen, would you have all such wives, and all the world, that I might be no wonder? You are all sad. What, do you envy me? I walk, methinks, on water, and ne'er sink I am so light. Tis well you are so. Well, how can I be other when she looks thus? Is there no music there? Let's dance. Why, this is strange, Amintor. I do not know myself, yet I could wish my joy were less. I'll marry too, if it will make one thus. Amintor, hark. What says my love? I must obey. You do it scurvily, twill be perceived. My lord, the king is here. Enter the king and Lysippus. Where? And his brother. Good morrow all, a mentor, joy on joy fall thick upon thee, and madam, you are altered since I saw you, I must salute you, you are now another's, how light you your night's rest. Ill, sir. Indeed, she took but little. You'll let her take more, and thank her, too, shortly. A mentor, wert thou truly honest till thou wert married? Yes, sir. Tell me, then, how shows the sport unto thee? Why, well. What did you do? No more nor less than other couples use. You know what tis, it has but a coarse name. But prithee, I should think by her black eye and her red cheek, she should be quick and stirring in this same business, huh? I cannot tell I ne'er tried other, sir, but I perceive she is as quick as you delivered. Well, you'll trust me then, the Mintor, to choose a wife for you again. No, never, sir. Why, like you this so ill? So well I like her, for this I bow my knee in thanks to you, and unto heaven will pay my grateful tribute hourly, and to hope we shall draw out a long-contented life together here, and die both full of grey hairs in one day. For which the thanks is yours, but if the powers that rule us please to call her first away, without pride spoke, this world holds not a wife worthy to take her room. Aside. 
I do not like this. All forbear the room but you, Amentor, and your lady. Exeunt all but the king, Amentor, and Evadne. I have some speech with you that may concern your after-living well. Aside. He will not tell me that he lies with her. If he do, something heavenly stay my heart, for I shall be apt to thrust this arm of mine to acts unlawful. You will suffer me to talk with her, Amentor, and not have a jealous pang. Sir, I dare trust my wife with whom she dares to talk, and not be jealous. How do you like Amentor? As I did, sir. How's that? As one that, to fulfil your will and pleasure, I have given leave to call me wife and love. I see there is no lasting faith in sin. They that break word with heaven will break again with all the world, and so dost thou with me. How, sir? This subtle woman's ignorance will not excuse you. Thou hast taken oaths so great, methought they did not well become a woman's mouth, that thou wouldst ne'er enjoy a man but me. I never did swear so, you do me wrong. Day and night have heard it. I swore indeed that I would never love a man of lower place. But if your fortune should throw you from this height, I bade you trust I would forsake you, and would bend to him that won your throne. I love with my ambition, not with mine eyes. But if I ever yet touched any other, leprosy light hair upon my face, which for your royalty I would not stain. Why, thou dissemblest, and it is in me to punish thee. Why, it is in me, then, not to love you, which will more afflict your body than your punishment can mine. But thou hast let a mentor lie with thee. I have not. Impudence, he says himself so. He lies. He does not. By this light he does, strangely and basely, and I'll prove it so. I did not only shun him for a night, but told him I would never close with him. Speak lower, tis false. I'm no man to answer with a blow, or if I were, you are the king. But urge me not, tis most true. Do not I know the uncontrolled thoughts that youth brings with him, when his blood is high with expectation and desires of that he long hath waited for? Is not his spirit, though he be temperate, of as valiant strain as this our age hath known? What could he do if such a sudden speech had met his blood but ruin thee for ever? If he had not killed thee, he could not bear it thus. He is as we, or any other wronged man. It is dissembling. Take him. Farewell. Henceforth I am thy foe, and what disgraces I can blot thee look for. Stay, sir. Amentor. You shall hear. Amentor. What, my love? Amentor, thou hast an ingenious look, and shouldst be virtuous. It amazeth me that thou canst make such base, malicious lies. What, my dear wife? Dear wife, I do despise thee. Why, nothing can be baser than to sow dissension amongst lovers. Lovers? Who? The king and me. Oh, heaven! Who should live long and love without distaste, were it not for such pick-thanks as thyself? Did you lie with me? Swear now, and be punished in hell for this. The faithless sin I made to fair Aspatia is not yet revenged. It follows me. I will not lose a word to this wild woman. But to you, my king, the anguish of my soul thrusts out this truth. You are a tyrant, and not so much to wrong an honest man thus, as to take a pride in talking with him of it. Now, sir, see how loud this fellow lied. 
you that can know to wrong should know how men must right themselves what punishment is due from me to him that shall abuse my bed it is not death nor can that satisfy unless i send your lives through all the land to show how nobly i have freed myself draw not thy sword thou knowest i cannot fear a subject's hand but thou shalt feel the weight of this if thou dost rage the weight of that if you have any worth for heaven's sake think i fear not swords for as you are mere man i dare as easily kill you for this deed as you dare think to do it but there is divinity about you that strikes dead my rising passions as you are my king i fall before you and present my sword to cut mine own flesh if it be your will alas i am nothing but a multitude of walking griefs yet should i murder you i might before the world take the excuse of madness for compare my injuries and they will well appear too sad a weight for reason to endure but fall i first amongst my sorrows ere my treacherous hand touch holy things but why i know not what i have to say why did you choose out me to make thus wretched there were thousand fools easy to work on, and of state enough within the land. I would not have a fool. It were no credit for me. Worse and worse, thou that darest talk unto thy husband thus, profess thyself a whore, and more than so, resolve to be so still. It is my fate to bear and bow beneath a thousand griefs, to keep that little credit with the world. But there were wise ones, too. You might have tan another no for i believe thee honest as thou wert valiant all the happiness bestowed upon me turns into disgrace gods take your honesty again for i am loaded with it good my lord the king be private in it thou mayest live a mentor free as thy king if thou wilt wink at this and be a means that we may meet in secret aboard hold my breast a bitter curse seize me if i forget not all respects that are religious on another word sounded like that and through a sea of sins will wade to my revenge though i should call pains here and after life upon my soul well i am resolute you lay not with her and so leave you exit king you must needs be prating and see what follows prithee vex me not leave me i am afraid some sudden start will pull a murder on me i am gone i love my life well exit evadne i hate mine as much this tis to break a troth i should be glad if all this tide of grief would make me mad exit scene two enter melantius i'll know the cause of all amintor's griefs or friendship shall be idle Enter Kalianax. Oh, Melantius, my daughter will die. Trust me, I am sorry. Would thou hadst ta'en her room? Thou art a slave, a cutthroat slave, a bloody treacherous slave. Take heed, old man, thou wilt be heard to rave and lose thine offices. I am valiant grown at all these years, and thou art but a slave. Leave. Some company will come, and I respect thy years, not thee so much, that I could wish to laugh at thee alone. I'll spoil your mirth. I mean to fight with thee. There lies my cloak. This was my father's sword, and he durst fight. Are you prepared? Why, wilt thou 
dote thyself out of thy life hence get thee to bed have careful looking to and eat warm things and trouble not me my head is full of thoughts more weighty than thy life or death can be you have a name in war when you stand safe amongst a multitude but i will try what you dare do unto a weak old man in single fight you'll give ground i fear come draw i will not draw unless thou pull'st thy death upon thee with a stroke there's no one blow that thou canst give hath strength enough to kill me tempt me not so far then the power of earth shall not redeem thee aside i must let him alone he's stout and able and to say the truth however i may set a face and talk i am not valiant when i was a youth i kept my credit with a testy trick i had amongst cowards but durst never fight i will not promise to preserve your life if you do stay aside i would give half my land that i durst fight with that proud man a little if i had men to hold i would beat him till he asked me mercy sir will you be gone aside i dare not stay but i will go home and beat my servants all over for this exit Kalyanax. this old fellow haunts me but the distracted carriage of mine amintor takes deeply on me i will find the cause i fear his conscience cries he wronged aspasia enter amintor aside men's eyes are not so subtle to perceive my inward misery i bear my grief hid from the world how art thou wretched then for aught i know all husbands are like me and every one i talk with of his wife is but a well dissembler of his woes as i am would i knew it for the rareness afflicts me now amintor we have not enjoyed our friendship of late for we were wont to charge our souls in talk melantius i can tell thee a good jest of strato and a lady the last day how wast why such an odd one i have longed to speak with you not of an idle jest that's forced but of matter you are bound to utter to me what is that my friend i have observed your words fall from your tongue wildly and all your carriage like one that strove to show his merry mood when he were ill-disposed you were not wont to put such scorn into your speech or wear upon your face ridiculous jollity some sadness sits here which your cunning would cover o'er with smiles and twill not be what is it a sadness here what cause can fate provide for me to make me so am i not loved through all this isle the king rains greatness on me have i not received a lady to my bed that in her eye keeps mounting fire and on her tender cheeks inevitable colour in her heart a prison for all virtue are not you which is above all joys my constant friend what sadness can i have no i am light and feel the courses of my blood more warm and stirring than they were faith marry too and you will feel such unexpressed a joy in chaste embraces that you will indeed appear another you may shape amintor causes to cozen the whole world withal and yourself too but tis not like a friend to hide your soul from me tis not your nature to be thus idle 
I have seen you stand as you were blasted. Midst all of your mirth, call thrice aloud, and then start feigning joy so coldly. World, what do I hear? A friend is nothing, heaven. I would have told that man my secret sins. I'll search an unknown land and there plant friendship. All is withered here. Come with a compliment I would have fought, or told my friend he lied, ere soothed him so out of my bosom. But there is nothing. Worse and worse. Farewell. From this time have acquaintance, but no friend. Melantius, stay, you shall know what that is. See how you played with friendship. Be advised how you give cause unto yourself to say you have lost a friend. Forgive what I have done, for I am so o'ergone with injuries unheard of that I lose consideration of what I ought to do. Oh, oh. <laughs> Do not weep. What is't? May I once but know the man hath turned my friend thus? I had spoke at first, but that— But what? I held it most unfit for you to know. Faith do not know it yet. Thou seest my love, that will keep company with thee in tears. Hide nothing then from me, for when I know the cause of thy distemper, with mine own armour I'll adorn myself, my resolution, and cut through thy foes unto thy quiet, till I place thy heart as peaceable as spotless innocence. What is it? Why, tis this. It is too big to get out. Let my tears make way a while. Punish me strangely, heaven, if he escape of life or fame that brought this youth to this. Your sister. Well said. You'll wish it unknown when you have heard it. No. Is much to blame, and to the king has given her honour up, and lives in whoredom with him. How? This? Thou art run mad with injury, indeed. Thou couldst not utter this else. Speak again, for I forgive it freely. Tell thy griefs. She's wanton. I am loath to say a whore, though it be true. Speak yet again, before mine anger grow up beyond throwing down. What are thy griefs? By all our friendship, these. What? Am I tame? After mine actions... Shall the name of friend blot all our family and strike the brand of whore upon my sister unrevenged? My shaking flesh, be thou a witness for me with what unwillingness I go to scourge this railer whom my folly hath called friend. He draws his sword. I will not take thee basely. Thy sword hangs near thy hand. Draw it, that I may whip thy rashness to repentance. Draw thy sword. Not on thee did thine anger swell as high as the wild surges. Thou shouldst do me ease here, and eternally, if thy noble hand would cut me from my sorrows. This is base and fearful. They that use to utter lies provide not blows but words to qualify the men they wronged. Thou hast a guilty cause. Thou pleasest me. 
for so much more like this will raise my anger up above my griefs, which is a passion easier to be borne, and I shall then be happy. Take then more to raise thine anger. Tis mere cowardice makes thee not draw, and I will leave thee dead, however. But if thou art so much pressed with guilt and fear as not dare to fight, I'll make thy memory loathe and fix a scandal upon thy name forever. Then I draw, as justly as our magistrates their swords, to cut offenders off. I knew before twould grate your ears, but it was base in you to urge a weighty secret from your friend, and then rage at it. I shall be at ease if I be killed, and if you fall by me, I shall not long outlive you. Stay a while. The name of friend is more than family, or all the world besides. I was a fool. Thou searching humane nature that didst wake to do me wrong, thou art inquisitive, and thrusts me upon questions that will take my sleep away. Would I had died ere known this sad dishonour. Pardon me, my friend. He sheathes his sword. If thou wilt strike, here is a faithful heart. Pierce it, for I will never heave my hand to thine. Behold the power thou hast in me. I do believe my sister is a whore, a leprous one. Put up thy sword, young man. How should I bear it, then, she being so? I fear, my friend, that you will lose me shortly, and I shall do a foul action myself through these disgraces. Better half the land were buried quick together. No, Amintor, thou shalt have ease. Oh, this adulterous king that drew her to't! Where got he the spirit to wrong me so? What is it then to me, if it be wrong to you? Why, not so much. The credit of our house is thrown away. But from his iron den I'll waken death and hurl him on this king. My honesty shall steal my sword, and on its horrid point I'll wear my cause that shall amaze the eyes of this proud man and be too glittering for him to look on. I have quite undone my fame. Dry up thy watery eyes, and cast a manly look upon my face, for nothing is so wild as I thy friend till I have freed thee. Still this swelling breast, I go thus from thee, and will never cease my vengeance till I find my heart at peace. It must not be so. Stay, mine eyes would tell how loath I am to this, but love and tears leave me a while, for I have hazarded all this world calls happy. Thou hast wrought a secret from me under name of friend, which art could ne'er have found, nor torture wrung from out my bosom. Give it me again, for I will find it wheresoe'er it lies, hid in the mortalest part, invent a way to give it back. Why, would you have it back? I will to death pursue him with revenge. Therefore I call it back from thee, for I know thy blood so high that thou wilt stir in this and shame me to posterity. Take to thy weapon. Hear thy friend that bears more years than thou. I will not hear, but draw, or I am in Draw, then, for I am full as resolute as fame and honour can enforce me be. I cannot linger. Draw. I do. But is not my share of credit equal with thine if I do stir? 
No, for it will be called honour in thee to spill thy sister's blood, if she her birth abuse, and on the king a brave revenge, but on me that have walked with patience in it, it will fix the name of fearful cuckold. Oh, that word! Be quick! Then join with me. I dare not do a sin, or else I would. Be speedy. Then dare not fight with me, for that's a sin. His grief distracts him. Call thy thoughts again, and to thyself pronounce the name of friend, and see what that will work. I will not fight. You must. I will be killed first, though my passions offered the like to you. Tis not this earth shall buy my reason to it. Think a while, for you are, I must weep when I speak that, almost besides yourself. Oh, my soft temper, so many sweet words from thy sister's mouth, I am afraid would make me take her to embrace and pardon her. I am mad indeed, and know not what I do, yet have a care of me in what thou doest. Why thinks my friend I will forget his honour, or to save the bravery of our house will lose his fame and fear to touch the throne of majesty? A curse will follow that, but rather live and suffer with me. I will do what worth shall bid me, and no more. Faith, I am sick, and desperately I hope, yet leaning thus I feel a kind of ease. Come, take again your mirth about you. I shall never do it. I warrant you, look up, we'll walk together. Put thine arm here, all shall be well again. Thy love, O oh, wretched I, thy love, Melantius, why, I have nothing else. Be merry, then. Exeunt Melantius and a mentor. Melantius returns. This worthy young man may do violence upon himself, but I have cherished him to my best power, and sent him smiling from me to counterfeit again. Sword, hold thine edge. My heart will never fail me. Diphilus, thou comest as sent. Enter Diphilus. Yonder has been such laughing. Betwixt whom? Why, our sister and the king, I thought their spleens would break. They left us all out of the room. They must weep, Diphilus. Must they? They must. Thou art my brother, and if I did believe thou hadst a base thought, I would rip it out, lie where it durst. You should not. I would first mangle myself and find it. That was spoke according to our strain. Come, join thy hands to mine, and swear a firmness to what project I shall lay before thee. You wrong us both. People hereafter shall not say there passed a bond more than our loves to tie our lives and deaths together. It is as nobly said as I would wish. Anon I'll tell you wonders. We are wronged. But I will tell you now, we'll right ourselves. Stay not. Prepare the armor in my house, and what friends you can draw unto our side, not knowing of the cause, make ready too. Haste, Diphilus, the time requires it. Haste. Exit, Diphilus. I hope my cause is just. I know my blood tells me it is, and I will credit it. To take revenge and lose myself withal were idle, and escape impossible without I had the fort which misery remaining in the hands of my old enemy calianax but i must have it enter calianax see where he comes shaking by me good my lord forget your spleen to me 
I never wronged you, but would have peace with every man. Tis well. If I durst fight, your tongue would lie at quiet. You're touchy without all cause. Do mock me. By mine honour, I speak truth. Honour? Where is't? See what starts you make into your hatred to my love and freedom to you. I come with resolution to obtain a suit of you. A suit of me? Tis very like it should be granted, sir. Nay, go not hence. Tis this. You have the keeping of the fort, and I would wish you, by the love you ought to bear unto me, to deliver it into my hands. I am in hope that thou art mad to talk to me thus. But there is a reason to move you to it. I would kill the king that wronged you and your daughter. Out, traitor! Nay, but stay. I cannot scape the deed once done without I have this fort. And should I help thee? Now thy treacherous mind betrays itself. Come, delay me not. Give me a sudden answer, or already thy last is spoke. Refuse not offered love when it comes clad in secrets. Aside. If I say I will not, he will kill me. I do see it writ in his looks. And should I say I will, he'll run and tell the king. I do not shun your friendship, dear Melantius, but this cause is weighty. Give me but an hour to think. Take it. Aside. I know this goes unto the king, but I am armed. Exit Melantius. Oh, methinks I feel myself but twenty now again. This fighting fool wants policy. I shall revenge my girl and make her red again. I pray my legs will last that pace that I will carry them. I shall want breath before I find the king. Exit. End of Act Three.